1: You know, you've got, really, I guess you've got your body.
0: Body. Um, <laughs> hi, hi everyone. Sorry we're late. Emma took seven years to make a coffee. She <laughs> so just got a diet coke like me with 80 milligrams of caffeine. Pathetic. Oh, pathetic. <sighs> right. Let's get to the questions. Do we have anything fun
1: to talk about, Emma? No. Okay. Then. Oh, do you know what I was going to use? Little now. Apparently, I've had my line for like almost a year.
0: Almost eight. Oh wow, your teeth look fantastic.
1: So I went to do like my. They need to do some like extra scans or whatever and change it slightly, but like the tops kind of basically done. But it did make me think. It's such a good way to think about. Fat loss as well, because I remember going into the first thing, and she was like, oh, "Yeah, no, you are probably going to need this many. It's probably going to take a year." And I was thinking, oh, I don't know if I can be bothered with a year. Yeah. But then you think, well, the year's going to pass anyway. Your teeth may getting straighter. Hundred percent. Like nothing, literally nothing would have changed. And I think this is how we really want people to think about fat loss, especially if you've got a lot of weight to lose, and realistically, it's going to take quite a long time. Or if you've got a muscle building goal, like no matter what you do, it's going to take time, live your life, get on with your life. And while you do it also be making progress instead of like, basically you don't need patience. If you're not waiting, like if I was looking at my teeth every day and being like, they are not even straighter, then it would seem like freaking ages. But if you're just like, well, just wear these things while you live your life. Cool. And then in a year you're like, Oh, I'm really glad I did that. And you yeah. look back if today you're like, you know what? Yes. I'm going to commit to, doing these things, improving my life, sticking to my calories, getting my steps in, getting my workouts in, whatever that might be. For a year, you will look back and be like, holy shit, the the amount of progress I've made is insane. If you try and look at your progress every single day, you're just going to find it so tedious, so boring. You're going to lack patience because you're waiting for something. Just stop waiting.
0: Just yeah, just get just get done what you need to get done that day, and enjoy your life. Live your best life. Um, I love this. I oh oh. The only thing I have to say, this is a lot less impactful than Emma's Invisalign comparative to fat loss tale, is that I put up that thing about the podcast. Emma, I had hundreds of DMs. I, and I've screen grabbed loads of them because they're so good basically saying that people love the EC Method podcast that me and you are super funny and relatable I don't know if you know that we're really relatable <laughs> and um that we should absolutely not stop divulging personal information because it makes it really fun and yeah just such positive feedback about this podcast oh. Do you know what? Some people
1: have told me. In fact, two people have told me that, like, after the first ten minutes, they just turn off.
0: Just want us chatting shit. (laughs) They just
1: want like the shit chat, and then they're like, "Yeah, no, I don't care about health and fitness."
0: No, but guys, like, you know, we interrupt every health and fitness portion or quarter with more divulgence.
1: Yeah, I mean, don't know what's coming up in between.
0: Yeah, you don't know when we're gonna steer back. It's me. I get bored. I throw it back off track again. Um, I made eye contact with a boy in the gym today.
1: And what and what? Who?
0: Was, it was just the first time that I actually like made an effort to maintain said eye contact instead of getting all giddy and looking away.
1: Were you um on the good girl, bad girl machine?
0: No. What was <laughs> I doing? Oh, I was doing dumbbell pullovers. Which I feel like is like such a thirst trap of an exercise because like everybody's body looks banging when they're doing a dumbbell pullover. So I was like, I'm sure once I stood up, he was like, oh no. <laughs>
1: well, how were you making eye contact while doing that?
0: No, between sets. Oh, you... right.
1: Okay, I was gonna say.
0: On the ceiling. What
1: was he like <laughs> above you? Yeah.
0: He's fit though. But you never know because he was wearing a baseball cap and I just feel like it's like girls in sunglasses, boys in baseball caps. Everybody looks fit in a baseball cap. That's true. Mm. Okay. So there we go. There's the fun portion. All of you traded can turn off now. Okay. On to the health and fitness
1: professional. Uh, Okay. Joe. hello, ladies. Any tips for stability in the single leg bridge on the bodyweight workout?
0: Hmm. Um, so I can't remember if it's a, if it's a bridge, you really should be lying down. So you should have that stability anyway, because your entire uh, middle to upper body will be flat. Um, and your hands on the ground, either side of you, so you can push force down through there as well will help if it is a, I can't remember if it's on a bench or not. If it's not on, if it's on a bench and you're having trouble with it, do what I just said, do it from the ground. Um, but typically a bridge is. the ground but yeah that's it there's nothing else to say on the matter christina um hi
1: girls and everyone where do i start so i did christmas i did the christmas block lost it's actually called accountability christmas but it's okay
0: i like the christmas block better
1: lost half a stone but put it all back on over christmas i made a few changes to start with but then massively failed I also have al- I've also also failed this round. I cannot manage to stay on track or focus. My motivation is so low. I just can't seem to see anything through. I absolutely hate how I feel and how I look on a daily basis, but it doesn't even give me the motivation. I feel like a complete failure and a t- at a total loss. Any tips would be extremely welcomed. First of all, you've not failed because you've reached out for help.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: You've not failed. We've just not figured out what's working for you yet.
0: I think this is now. here we go. I'm going to go into one of my public service announcements, which happens sometimes. I think everybody needs to accept now that in order for you to get the results that you want and maintain them for the rest of your life, meaning that you are going to be fit, healthy, happy, and self-confident and comfortable in your own skin. The only way you're going to get these results is if you make the changes to your lifestyle big picture, long-term. Accept it. Accept it now. In order to get the results that you want to get, you're going to have to change what you've been doing that's put you in either an unhealthy or an unhappy body, okay? It's not going to happen by itself. You have to do it. You have to make sure that you're getting to the gym or doing some kind of workout or exercise or movement three to six days a week. You have to absolutely commit to being an active person. So if you have a sedentary job job, and before you know it, you've been sat down for two hours, get the fuck up. Emails can wait, the phone calls can wait. Just do 10 minutes around the office, sit back down. These things, they're not going to change. They're not going anywhere. Commit to changing them now and understand that this is a lifestyle change that you need to make now for the rest of your life. And as Emma just said with the Invisalign stuff, this isn't, the time's passing, so you're just treading water. You've got to make the changes now. And like I said, there's a million and one reasons why we want you to do this. And it's not just for your specific goals or your physique or for it's for health, quality of life, longevity of life. Commit to it now. And same with food. It's one thing to be like, oh, you know what? Fuck it. Like I'm at this really nice restaurant and I really want to eat the X and it doesn't allow, align with my goals right now. But I've been really excited about this all week and I'm spending the money. I'm going to order it. fucking Absolutely. But spending all day, every day, like down in digestive biscuits and chocolate, you're not going to make yourself happier doing that. You're not going to make yourself healthy do that. Except that now that behavior needs to be broken and you need to do it now. So that's mm. my big stops moment. <laughs> I love that.
1: And I, it reminds me of like a frame of looking at things is that all of your actions will compound and yeah. you can either make that work for you or against you. And like those, like all these things take time. Right. Like you don't get you don't get overweight overnight, you don't lose much weight overnight. Right. So you have to make sure that your actions are compounding in the direction that you want. And exactly what you just said. I think um when it comes to the motivation, I can tell just by reading this that you're seeing this as a negative, not a positive. And that needs to change because it's obviously not working for you. Like, oh, I'm hating this. I hate this about myself. I hate the way that I look. and and then you keep failing on things now that might be that you're setting yourself up for failure by setting unrealistic targets but it also sounds like you're you're seeing the process as a bit of a negative instead of exactly what Chloe said do you know what if you want to feel your best if you want to show up at your best if you want to look great if you want to be healthy fit strong you get to do these things like these are things that you get to do to feel good even if you think about this shorter term because I think it's quite hard I know we've just spoken about like the longer term okay what's compounding your time's going to pass anyway whatever but even short term like if you want to feel your best today what do you need to do there's all the same things right and you get to feel that benefit right now I heard someone else say this it's not mine and I can't remember where I heard it I think it was like a reel or something right but it was someone talking about feeling like they couldn't be bothered to go for a run and then just saying to themselves how do you want to feel in an hour And like that was enough to get them to like get up and get outside and be like, yeah, do you know what? In an hour, I want to be sat here thinking, I went for a run and I feel pretty good about it versus still beating yourself up that you never went for that run or you never did that workout or it might be anything. You never took the bins out or cleaned the kitchen or whatever. Like, actually, would you feel much better now and knowing that you did action those things?
0: Yeah. I completely agree. And I'm not trying to be savage about it. And this applies to me as well. We're all human. We've all been there. Like this, this is, you know, not, not directed at, at whoever's asked this specific question, but there is such a thing as overthinking things and feeling sorry for yourself about the reality of it. Like you're going, you need to just accept that being active and being nutritionally aware and calorically aware is how you have inhabit habit, fit, healthy, and again, happy body and mindset. Like, we can all sit there and be like, oh, but I just want to eat Domino's pizza every night of the week. Okay, cool. Then you're just going to get fat as fuck. It's that simple. It's like, okay, well, maybe I don't want to eat Domino's pizza every night of the week so I don't want to get fat as fuck. Maybe I'll just have it one night a week. Ta-da! Like, you ju- we just got to accept it. Like, this, this is what you have to do. This are the benefits of doing it. Don't have to have an all-or-nothing mentality, but you do have to have a mentality of, this is what I need to fucking do. Now I need to fucking do it. You know? Yeah.
1: And yeah, I think sometimes, not so much us, but some people are a bit too soft about stuff of like, oh, if oh, you want to eat pizza every night, then, you know, you've got unconditional permission to do that. But it's like, yeah, okay, well, then you will also be overweight as a side effect of that. And that, that's not fun for a lot of people. Yeah. It, and when you take it into like different situations, it's like, oh, What I just really don't want to go to work okay like, then you know okay. don't go to work but you you won't have a job and you won't be able to keep the house that you live in and you won't be able to provide for your family but like that's your choice yeah it's, it's the same. same kind of thing it's like it, do you want the outcome enough to put the effort in mm. if not then you don't do it but don't be surprised when the outcome isn't what you want
0: no, exactly. And you don't know having Bodhi, oh my God, the amount of tidying up after I have to do, and I only have one. I do not know how people with multiple children do it. The amount of tidying up I have to do after her. And I do it because I I like to live in a somewhat tidy house. Every now and again, I'm like, not, no, not tonight. Fuck it. You're staying looking like shit. And that like pains me in the moment, but I'm like, no, nope, and I'll go to bed. The next day I come down, I tidy up. Like it's a never ending cycle of shit. This is life. And you just got to be a grown up about it. And yeah, got to ask yourself what the negative repercussions of doing, you know, whatever the fuck you want, whenever the fuck you want would be having your children taken away from you. (laughs) I was talking to my nanny today and she was saying that one of her old, um, like, uh, I guess charges, they would just like go out for dinner on the local high street and leave the baby in the house. I'm like, if social, ser- I was like, did you not want to tell social services about that? And she was like, I really did think about it for a while. She was like, I decided against it, which is like, fair. Eh. But it's like you can't just do whatever you want whenever you want. Life doesn't work like that, and it applies to every context, like every context you can think of. And the the quicker that you accept that, the easier this whole thing becomes.
1: Hmm. Agree. Okay, Samantha. So I'm nearly two years with you, wonderful ladies. Now, over the last two years, what have been what are your proudest of within the EC? Oh, what are you proudest of within the EC? And what is the biggest surprise you've seen?
0: I'm proudest of the amount of return clients we get. That's the first thing I said to Emma when we did this. I said, well, no, fuck numbers and all of that. We'll know if we're doing a good job if we have a high ret- client return rate. And we do. We have a very high client return Can't
1: rate. I've been with you for two years now. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, that is my proudest thing because it means that even if we don't appeal to everyone, we appeal to enough of you that you want to keep coming back. And that means we're doing a good job and you're picking up what we're putting down and that gives us purpose, um, especially in the context of what we do. And um, what has been the most shocking thing how many people aren't on the ec method but love the ec method like via the podcast or what we post or i mean i'd really like it if they could get their butts in here but it is pretty cool that they're like i love i appreciate what you do even though i'm not a part of it like that's cool i like that yeah
1: yeah the impacts even if they're not within the ec method which obviously they should be do you know what Mm -hmm. i i'm I can't tell if I'm surprised by this or not. Like, in some ways I am, in some ways I'm not. Like, I knew this would be successful. But I don't know if I thought it would last as long. I don't know if I thought we would still be doing it. How many years? Like, how many years? Three? Four. Four. Four? Yeah, we started in March oh, we started
0: in lockdown.
1: Because everyone was like, don't
0: do it in lockdown. Thank God we got ahead of the curve. Because that's when everyone, well, we were already online coaching for years, weren't we? So there's that. But yeah, we were we were we were lucky with you really because you pushed it when you pushed it. Um,
1: yeah, I was really what do you think on that first intake. If you were like, yeah, four years later,
0: you'll be still doing it. I hope we still are doing it in four years' time. I hope that because you know we know it's a saturated space and we know that you know social media is very fickle and people like are flipped to other things and other people and usually in the last four years they come back. But, you know, it is a saturated space. There are a lot of great coaches out there. And it is, hopefully, hopefully we're still doing it in four years. But
1: I think we will be because we're not complacent. Like even discussions we had yesterday about like, right, what are we going to do the next round? What needs to be done? What can we do to improve? What do people, like, you know, what problems are people having? How can we find solutions for them? How can we better our coaching? Like, we're not just sitting here like, well, you know, it works which I think a lot of people do when they have like some success they're like oh well we'll just keep doing this whereas we're quite like right well then what's next how can we improve this what do people want
0: how do we get feedback how do we you know like there's always even this round this is an improvement from the accountability Christmas round but yeah we do and we do actually this year we have quite a few fun new things happening from fitness challenges that also encompass like meetups that we can all do and be at all over the UK potentially, and important charities and there's char- a charity element of it which we're bringing into the E C method, and so we like that because you know we are we do talk about lifestyle change because it is the most important part of changing and staying the change that you want to be, um, but you know we we do have some clients who thrive with a goal performance goal and we're also talking about another element uh, incorporating maybe like a side coaching element for those people who really do want a big push that's maybe more about kind of physique or something like that um alongside the ec method lifestyle and so yeah we, we we're having a lot of conversations and it's gonna it's gonna be a big year for ec i think we there's there's quite a few ideas that we we're keen to implement for the first time Yeah I'm very excited.
1: Okay Nikki just want to say thank you to you both and the group for the past few months. That analogy of not looking at the mountain but concentrating on the footholds has really helped this week. I got to the gym today, two dog walks and decent food. I feel like with all the support you guys will pull me through. Thank you.
0: Oh I love it. Uh, That's one of my favourite coaching Tips for clients is don't look up at the mountain because you will throw throw in the towel. You have to look for the first foothole and, and off you go. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, there's a analogy, like similar thing. Have you read um Will Smith's book?
0: No, I do love him though. It's called Will.
1: <laughs> Great. Uh but right at the start, and I'm not gonna lie, I thought it wasn't very good, but the start is good, and I thought it would be amazing because Mark Manson ghost wrote it and yeah his writing's amazing and i thought wow this would be so good but the start there's a really good analogy about i think his dad gets him to build this like six foot tall wall and he's like i'll never be able to build that it's going to take so long blah, blah, blah. but it's just like each brick at a time mm-hmm. and then when you look up you're like oh i have yeah. actually gone quite far but if you were always looking at how high it had to be you'd be like oh this is never gonna happen Yeah,
0: yeah. And it's again about finding joy in it. You know, we say that, oh, you only live once. So why won't you have the Domino's Pizza overnight? Because after a few weeks, you're going to feel awful again, physically, mentally. And then your life is void of joy. So what's the alternative? Okay, I'm going to be a fit, happy, healthy, active individual. You have to find the joy in that and keep going and keep like celebrating it. I think my, I'm back. I feel so, I'm a different person now in the best way than I was a year ago or even for the last few years and like today I realized that the most joyful part of my day genuinely is being in the gym with my music like training and I haven't felt that in a few years because I to be honest in hindsight was in a really bad place um and I'm just like you know what fucking a like and and you you need to find that you need to embrace it you need to celebrate yourself and all the badass shit that you're doing like so important, guys.
1: Also, your hair looks really long and nice.
0: Oh, thanks! I haven't washed it in days. It's disgusting, but I appreciate that.
1: Uh, okay, Joe. Finally, got round to watching Saltburn. I can't say I was in entr- in entranced. Yeah. Uh,
0: what was the other film that you said was the same but better? Oh, The Rules of Attraction. It's a Brett Easton Ellis novel, so people who don't know he wrote *American Psycho*, and they adapted it into a film. And it is, in my opinion, a better, better version of *Saltburn*. Not the acting, like although the acting's brilliant in both, it's just the vibe of it, the way that it's the edit, the way that it like picks you up, and you're just on this like runaway train. Whereas *Saltburn* was great, but I didn't feel, yeah, I didn't feel as like sucked in maestro is brilliant apparently it got panned by the critics i do not know why i was enthralled five minutes in bradley cooper what an actor
1: well i've never heard of any of those but anyway samantha says uh i think
0: about the guy in the gym he probably had terrible or no hair no no don't samantha let me live in my fantasy land where everyone's fit and wants to have sex with me headspace and i go to when i'm feeling sad and lonely
1: right okay <clears throat> hi hope you are well would love advice for pms and lack of energy a week before my period currently nine days from my period and already feeling zapped of energy any supplements or recommendations re-nutrition thanks
0: emma i always take this one and I, everyone knows what i'm gonna say shut up and get on with it
1: <laughs> yeah right, well. um i would actually wonder whether it is pms i think it's quite easy for us always to kind of be like oh it's definitely this like you might just be tired like i've been absolutely shattered the past couple of weeks but i think it's because i was unwell and then i was just busy doing stuff and it would be easy to to be like oh it must be this it must be that like have a look at your life in general as well and make sure that you're resting well enough because i mean when does pms start like it, like, like nine days before, three days before, seven days before, like for different people, it'll obviously be different, but I'd make sure you're looking at other areas too. There's no specific supplements that are massively going to do anything. Obviously, caffeine might give you a short boost. um and Most other supplements are massively overhyped and do very little, unless you're deficient in something which is a little bit different and you're rectifying a your deficiency um one thing if if it's lack of energy might be to look at are you getting in enough b12 how's your iron levels um but yeah i'd maybe and and make sure you're keeping a track of these things like does it always start about nine days before your period or you know is it cyclical or is there something else going on um but yeah i mean there's not really anything specifically supplement or nutrition wise that's going to be a big game changer unless you're deficient in something
0: yeah i completely agree look at all areas of your life and if it is hormonal you've got if it is really hormonal you've got choices you can take a reduced training week in terms of sessions time spent or whatever um you can come up to maintenance if that if you think that that will help you if you're in if you're in quite a steep deficit which we don't really have any of you on but if you are um or you can just get on with it but, as Emma said, there's certainly no solution if it is genuinely hormonal, there is no real solution to the problem in terms of supplementation or anything like that. It's just something that that you'll go that you go through.
1: Um okay, Robin, best creatine supplement slash brand, please. you want to take creatine monohydrate the brand literally doesn't matter, but I' probably go to bulk or my protein because they just do the basic creatine monohydrate. Yeah um can we talk about mindset and waste weight loss for example if you think yourself thin versus saying it's not working how much of what we say and believe play into our success would you say i'm noticing a lot of this isn't working on the group and maybe a shift in what we say to ourselves can help it has for me Mm.
0: yeah totally totally valid coaching tool and hugely impactful um also guys remember it, it, it's not that hard it's about being in a negative energy balance so if any of you are feeling like it's not working reach out to emma and i please tag us in the comments i cannot tell you i had three tags this morning from january 6th like it's just ridiculous so i really no, need you guys
1: something happened th- this is oh right yeah okay sorry sorry yeah so just it's just to me it's like i'm like oh and then, like, what? Like, this was literally <laughs> like a month ago.
0: Yeah. But if you tag us in the comments, for some reason, we get it straight away. Any of you who are scrolling through and notice somebody hasn't done that, please do it. Thank you very much. Um, all we need to know is your height, your weight, what workouts per week you're on, including cardio and hours and classes, whatever you're doing, your uh, steps, either as a daily average or a total weekly, um, and the calories you're on. And we can turn the needle for you. But what I really encourage a lot of you to do is sometimes because we are, because we know what works. And for a lot of you, you'll be dieting is in trying to lose body fat for the first time ever on 1800 calories. And we know based on your stats, that that's going to work for you. But sometimes what can happen is it can actually work against you. And you think, Oh, I have all this food freedom. And actually you're really not being tight enough with the diet, tight enough with the calories We don't only stress, or certainly me, protein and veg for health reasons or, you know, physique in terms of muscle protein synthesis reasons, but also because, and and satiety reasons as well, but also because they have a higher thermic effect of food. So if you're making up a significant amount of your daily calories from lean protein and vegetables, you're actually in a slightly steeper deficit than the numbers would suggest. So... There's so many reasons why. Tighten up the diet. Not, like nail it down, dial it in. We're not saying you can't have dietary freedom. 1800 calories is 1800 calories. But take it seriously. And most likely we won't have to make any changes. And I'm just saying that because I've learned in 12 years of coaching, sometimes when you put clients in a fat loss phase on higher calories, it can behaviorally work against them. Just something to consider.
1: Yeah, I mean, even little things like if you slightly i don't know overeat on or you you overestimate by i don't know 20% on a donut that might be quite impactful because the donut's quite high calories for low food volume mm-hmm. whereas if you slightly you know uh, overestimate on a chicken salad that same like 20% is very different so on the higher calories or if you're going for more like calorie dense options especially things that are higher fat like If you're like, that's just a bit of cheese. It's like, "Mm." if it was just a bit of extra lettuce, like doesn't matter, right? If it's just a bit of extra cheese, like that does start to have a bigger impact. And when you're talking about like eating out or more processed foods and and like the calorie density of those foods, clothes totally right. Like it can it can definitely have a much bigger impact than if you're eating primarily whole foods. Now, if the same inaccuracies are going to result in like less calories essentially.
0: Mm. yeah and there was something else i've seen a lot of this as well a lot of people who are like really doing the bare minimum so who are on the higher end of calories and then doing like three workouts a week and eight thousand steps a day and for, that will mean that your fat loss is slower so if you want to speed it up, you need to turn the needle a bit. Can you do more steps? Can you reduce your calories a little bit? Can you add in some cardio as well? Like, what can we do here? How can we speed it up? We had one one client today who's got um who's hurt her knee. I'm just thinking so we've had I've actually had two like this. There was someone with bursitis in the hip and someone who's hurt their knee. And their steps have come down from like ten to 12,000 to 8,000. And they were doing three of our workouts a week and three cardio a week. But now they've dropped the three cardio. And ah, oh my God, why is my fat loss completely halted? It's not necessarily that it's halted. It's that you've reduced a lot of your expenditure. So it will have slowed down. Again, not necessarily that it's halted, but gone slowed down to a degree that you're not really used to. The you've got to, to keep all of these things in mind and use Emma and I, because, you know, this is, this is, we can talk to you about this one, one-to-one. But anyway, sorry, full circle back to the main point of your question, how you talk to yourself and how likely you are to achieve it absolutely will dictate your buy-in, your execution, and therefore your results, without a doubt. Which has kind of been like the theme,
1: even like going back to the start of like not looking for results all the time. If you wake up every day and you're like, it's not working, it's not working, it's not working, then why would you put in the effort? Like if yeah. that's what you're telling yourself, either consciously or subconsciously of like, I don't even think this works then why would you try like you won't you'll just start again like can be somewhat subconscious initially of just like doing a little bit less not really being worried about that not having the motivation feeling like it's all not worth it or you're putting in this big effort and then resenting the process if you're just like i'm not even going to look for results like get your head down tick the boxes like chloe was saying it's not complicated like no it might not be easy but it's not complicated right like you need to be in a deficit we actually it's pretty simple what you need to do that's not rocket science sometimes the calories need to change a little bit honestly a lot of the time they don't it's more the adherence side and your expectations of fat loss that need to change but those behaviors like aren't aren't that complicated it's not like i know that there's so much misinformation in nutrition but we know what works for fat loss like you need to be in a calorie deficit and thus, if you are going to do that, you will lose fat. There's no other, like nothing else can happen. Energy doesn't come from nowhere. So if you're expending more energy than you take in consistently over time, you will lose fat. That's yeah. it. It will 100% happen. That's not the hard part. The behavior change is the hard part. That's what we're here to help you with.
0: Here, mm. here. Couldn't have said it better myself.
1: Ooh. Ah. I just got cramp in my foot. Okay, Nicola. Hi, hope you're both feeling better. Question. People say it's harder to lose weight as you get older or when going through the menopause. Is there any truth in this statement?
0: Well, is it your cramp? (laughs) (coughs) Yeah, of course it's harder to lose body fat as you go through the menopause for various reasons. But other than the redistribution of body fat around your middle it's not that your body physiologically finds it harder to oxidize body fat. It's that your symptoms impact your behaviors and your behaviors impact your ability to lose body fat. That's how it works. Um, and same way just getting older, you're at, you move less, you are less active, um, And I think in terms of, Emma, you know know the exact number, don't you? In terms of a reduction in basal metabolic rate, it's minimal. I mean, really minimal. It's your actions. It's your expenditure. It's your non-exercise activity thermogenesis. your exercise activity thermogenesis. These are the things that really have an impact. And, yeah, as you get older, you know, you are more physically sore, um, especially if you don't have a long standing history with moving your body and what works for your body and taking care of your body. You, d- you will get tighter, Your 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 life changes. Like someone put under that post they put about getting older the other day. Like I agree with whatever the girl said, who's in my opinion completely wrong. Age shouldn't be a factor. And da 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 da. Like you know, good on me for getting in shape at twenty, and good on me for getting in shape now that I'm thirty. And I was like, fuck off. Me getting in wicked shape now that I have a child and several jobs and a lot of. I'll just I'll be with you on okay. that. Okay. He had his wisdom tooth, take, tooth taken out. It got so <laughs> Wish it was like this every day. Um, uh, and I was like, it's ten times more impressive for me to get shredded now than it was when I was twenty-five going to Ibiza, like, like in, not in get well, engaged to whatever I was dating, a professional athlete. This is a whole other ball game for me now. So, yeah, like, it's just completely wrong. But anyway, Emma, you. <laughs> no, no, I completely agree.
1: It is, like, and it is harder, And not just for the reasons that people think. So there's, like, the physical side, then there's the lifestyle side. And, like, Chloe alluded to, a lot of people going through menopause also have teenage kids, ageing parents, yeah. the pinnacle of their career, like, And they're struggling with brain fog, not sleeping as well. Like, there's so much pressure Mm -hmm. at this stage of life, plus going through all this other stuff. Like, of course it's harder to find time to stick to healthy habits. Like, even if you weren't going through menopause physically, is that a hard time of life anyway to manage everything and manage your own time and show up at your best and find time for yourself and support everybody else? Like, 100%, absolutely it is. And then on the more physical side, like there are slight changes. I mean, most of them, as Chloe said, it's to do with the symptoms that arise when hormone levels start to fluctuate. Primarily things like hot flashes, lack of sleep, mood changes. Like it does make it significantly harder. And then on a more like physiological level, as you age, you do become slightly more resistant to like people call it the anabolic resistance as you age, which it basically stems from um, reduced endothelial function and then reduced blood flow to muscles and then slightly reduced um, response to the stimulus of exercise and nutrition or muscle protein synthesis. So you might get a, a bit of a reduction in lean body mass. People like yourself who are here on the EC method lifting weights, Will experience this far less than the average person. Like most of the stats, in fact, all of the stats are based around population norms. Yeah. And you're all so far above average, it's not even relevant to you. Like yeah. the population norm is overweight and inactive. Yeah. Like people here are lifting weights. Like it's it's completely different. You can't put yourself in that bracket and be like, oh, well, you know, as you age, you lose muscle mass. Not necessarily if you lift weights. And you can certainly at least Mm -hmm. massively slow that process um so it's not really applicable to you it's and it certainly doesn't mean like from a physiological perspective
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you can't lose weight now there are some studies that i can't remember the exact figures off the top of my head but with lower estrogen everything else being the same your basal metabolic rate does drop slightly but like it was the magnitude of like 80 to 100 calories So it's not like, oh my God, you can't lose fat. It's like, you might have to drop your calories by a hundred. And that would be like, if you're not taking HRT. um, Yeah. So there's not like a a huge difference there. There's nothing distinct you would need to do differently.
0: Yeah. And just to, just to touch on Emma saying that you're so above average. Yeah. The, the average person is, as Emma said, overweight, overweight, under-eating fiber, under-eating protein. You're all here, so none of this is happening. Also, as you age, um, an anabolic resistance is absolutely um, managed by increasing how much protein you eat by resistance training. And the same thing can be said for a marathon runner. You know, they are going to need to be on higher protein to retain the amount of lean mass that that they need. So it, it can apply to a, a number of people, um, and it's absolutely managed. So, yeah, it's it's as again, it kind of does come back to lifestyle choices and we go full circle as to there's a million and more reasons why everybody needs to embrace now the changes that need to happen. Cause we're only getting older with every passing minute.
1: And it's easier if you start earlier. Yeah. You know, the more muscle mass you can build up, the more bone mineral density you can build up, then essentially you're losing from a higher place if, if you do end up losing.
0: 100
1: percent. okay claire hey ladies question on flies in the new gym workout they are flat as opposed to incline found them much harder is that the intention or would it be preference as to whether they are flat or incline do them flat especially if they're harder that's probably even better it sounds like you're probably just getting a slightly better range of motion
0: um yeah yeah okay <laughs> Try not to laugh all right james Yes <laughs> he's listening to house music really loudly, so just shut the door, so, like, please shut the door, and he went, "Y <laughs> 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 oh,
1: okay, Kate. I plan to buy some extra dumbbells for home as a backup when the gym is busy. Is there much difference between hex and round dumbbells? I was told there was a difference in airflow. Who cares? sorry these aren't a streamline what a strange thing (laughs) like as if you're going to create how quickly are you moving your dumbbells that like that would they need to be more aerodynamic
0: i reckon for a boxer that might be relevant not for anyone else um i think um heps is better because you can do You can be more stable and do more more body weight stuff on them if if Emma programs it or I program it or whatever.
1: Yeah. Okay. Thanks, girls. Breaking it down to what's going to help today is such a good way of looking at it. I've never thought to break it down like that. I'm definitely going to try that. You're totally right. I'm looking at it negatively, and I don't know why I didn't think to switch. Everything you said makes sense. Thanks for your support. Aw. You're very welcome. Do you know one really simple thing I would do is just wake up every morning and just be like how can i win today and make it easy to do like okay you know maybe you you want to go for a walk get a session in that day or it's a rest day and you want to make sure you have protein with each meal like just make it like quick easy wins for the day Mm. and if you start you know if you win each day which always seems like it can seem like you've got a long way to go but if you're just like okay cool let's forget that let's just try and win each day. Then that starts to stack up.
0: I love that. Be that annoying person that wakes up and is like, "Oh, I went the day." But you know what? Like, I'm watching the Grammys. Oh, so brilliant! The Grammys, very good. And I'm watching Miley Cyrus, it her opening video for her performance. So they play a video before she. I just fucking love her like I could not love her more if I tried she's just like she's like I, they're like so why do you want to perform at the, uh, the Grammys and she's like yeah you know what I woke up this morning and I thought to myself why am I doing this like why do I even want to perform because she doesn't really give a shit she's like why do I even want to perform at the Grammys and then she's like oh I know because I want to wake up the next day lie in bed in my pajamas and watch myself perform on the internet at the Grammys and I just realised, oh, I'm doing it for me. And I was like, I love her. And she just gets on stage. I do not give a shit. She's in the room of some of the most famous, talented people in the world, of which she's one, obviously. She just gets up there and fucking has a ball. And it was so inspirational watching her. She's just like, fuck it, I want to have fun. That's all she projects. And, and you just think about, for someone, for me, who suffers from quite bad anxiety sometimes and really gets themselves into quite a tiz, just like that's how we should all be. Like, just she literally- hasn't
1: always been like that, has she? No, like, I Didn't think now, her, like, a, a lot. Because when I-, I saw her on, like, I was actually watching your video of it, I was like, oh, she looks great. Because there was a time, and then I was like, wait, was that actually Miley Cyrus? Or am I thinking about
0: what? What? What are you thinking about? I was thinking about someone else. Who? Who are you thinking about? Demi Lobato. <laughs> Oh yeah, she's yeah, she's gone through. Yeah, I thought no, but no, but Miley Cyrus has gone through through a lot as well, and now she's like she's teetotal, doesn't drink, doesn't do drugs. She and she was like a obviously a massively self-professed party girl, um, but yeah, I I'm just I was so inspired by her. And soon we talk about like the Taylor Swift stuff. I mean, I think she pissed off a lot of people at the Grammys, but everyone hates Taylor Swift, so that's normal. What? Um, because she was half. So everyone said that she snubbed Celine Dion and she kind of did. And it isn't that comfortable to watch because she kind of did, but it was completely accidental because as she's turning away from one of her team who she's hugging on the stage and turning back to get the, the award and reaching to get it from Celine Dion, the person that she was just hugging, who's still very much right there, starts like screaming, like just with excitement. So Taylor turns back around to her and screams like back with excitement. And then Celine Dion fucks off And then everyone's like, she just completely, it's not great. I can't lie, but it's completely, it's obviously accidental. Plus Taylor Swift, all she cares about is how much people like her. Like, trust me, she's not doing that shit on purpose. Anyway, but even her, yeah. When you watch the Eras tour, you're like, she's just like, I would have a panic attack. 60,000 people looking at me. Like I have to sing and dance and play guitar at the same time. I'd rather die. And she's just like, fuck it. Like, I'm owning this. This is my moment and has so much fun with it. And I have taken such inspiration from it of just like, I don't know, own your shit, own yourself. Have the most fun that you can have while being true to yourself and confident in yourself. And I just, yeah, I think they're great role models. Anyway, I've just, again, I don't know, why do I keep talking? Stop talking.
1: (laughs) No, I love that. Fun keeps coming up for me and I'm like, that's what we need to do, just have more fun. And actually I think, it's such an underrated like precursor to success oh, if yeah. you can have more fun and a lot of the time stuff is exactly the same like even if you think about this like shorter term in your life if you're like oh I'm really stressed about I don't know having to take my kids from here to here to here tonight okay how can you make it as fun as possible it's the yeah. same thing but you're going to enjoy it a hell of a lot more everyone's going to enjoy it more mm-hmm. and even with stuff that we find stressful like work-wise it's like okay well what if we were just like, okay, cool, let's have fun. Yeah. Let's
0: just yeah. come on, and have some I'm
1: fun. Okay, cool. Yeah. Like actually, and weirdly, that's kind of probably half the reason people join the ET method methods. Like it sounds fun. Like yeah. when we just talk about the podcast, people like it because we have a laugh. We we come on here, we answer questions, we care really like a ton about our clients, but we also have a bit of a laugh and we have fun.
0: Ah, uh, it's so true. And what if, if you know what's the fucking point in life? You're just yeah. miserable about everything all the time. And again, just to caveat that, I don't mean mental health stuff. That's a whole other thing. Like real mental health battles are a whole other thing and completely valid. And yeah, but just being miserable about everything all the time because life is can get quite stressful and shit. You're just wasting time that you have here. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely growing into this new mindset. I'm really here for it.
1: Oh yeah, I keep reminding myself of it all the time. Anytime I get a little bit stressed, I'm like... Ugh. Does it really matter? Will it matter in a week? Will it matter in a month? Like, can I just laugh it off? Yeah, and most of the time it's like, yeah,
0: yeah,
1: it doesn't matter. Um. Okay, right. Let's nail through these because I've got three minutes. Okay. Um, Adding fifteen minutes extra cardio to my workout, I was completely blown my daily steps. Thanks for the tip, Chloe. I also managed to avoid snacks and swapped straight wine for soda and wine spritzer this weekend. Small changes make me feel like I'm getting more done. Awesome.
0: That's what I do. It's so good. It's such a good way to do it. Yeah. And you stay hydrated.
1: Win-win. Okay, Pam. As far as mindset, I'm hitting plateaus in weight. We'll lose weight and then stay there for five to six days. In the past, this would be frustrating. Now I think I'm nailing it. The weight is staying stable. So it is a real loss.
0: You, does she say oh. she loses weight and then doesn't lose anything for six days? And she thinks that's a plateau. That's not a plateau. That's your body. Yeah. A plateau. I thought like, you were going to say five to six weeks. I was like, yeah, legit a, plateau. A plateau is, I would say, three plus weeks of not losing weight. You have no idea what's going on with your body that week and why you're not seeing something on the scale. And that can happen for a fortnight. Three plus. That is what I would call a plateau. It's like losing weight every week is amazing.
1: Mm.
0: Not amazing. Like it's not like, but you know, it's like, that's not a plateau. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, If increasing calories and keeping protein the same, does it matter if I increase via carbs or fats? Uh, uh
0: Yes and no. No. Big picture, no. But if you're like, if, you're, if you still have performance goals and training goals and stuff, I would rather that you did it more via carbs and then a smidge via fats. Not like exclusively carbs, but that would just be preferable. But big picture, generally speaking, no, it doesn't really matter.
1: Yeah. The only other thing, just to be careful of as well, is that if you are increasing fats, like if, if you're increasing and you are struggling with hunger, I would say more carbs because you can eat more carbs compared to fats. Give yourself, obviously, a bit of flexibility with it. Um, but, yeah, just be aware that fats can very easily add up if you're not quite careful with, like, portion sizes. hmm Okay. Um, Chloe, you're cracking me up today full of... I don't know what that's meant to say. What do you Fuck... say? Well, oh. it's F star, 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 star S. fucking shit I mean
0: always <laughs> full of shit
1: um okay talking about how you can make it better someone once said someone said to me once it's very morbid but you've woken up today your family and kids have woken up someone hasn't someone has lost someone so just enjoy your fucking day it's so true yeah
0: you no know, my friend Rochelle said to me that broke my heart after her dad her dad died at Christmas a couple of years ago and she said something to me that broke my heart the other day she said enjoy being happy now because when you lose one of your parents you'll never be this happy again and I was like oh fuck that just gave me shivers I was like thanks for ruining my day <laughs> she was like it's true I'm here to bring you the truth I was like okay but it is a big picture quite a clever way to look at things like think about how lucky you are now because you might not be this lucky tomorrow I can't go too deep down this road since having Bodhi so I just yeah have to stop
1: <laughs> yeah um but you know what? Someone had asked me something on my story the other day. It was like, oh, how do you know whether to break up with someone? And I was talking about like sunk sunk cost fallacy. And someone replied to it being like, the best way to think about it is like, how would you feel if they were dead? And I was like, No, that's the that worst. Extreme. Like I would still be upset if like someone I was with was dead, even if I
0: wasn't meant to be in a
1: relationship with them.
0: The worst way to think about it, because, you know, Jessica Simpson and Nick Lachey both thought that the other one had like died or was like in trouble when the when 9-11 happened. They were both in New York, but they'd broken up and they weren't together and they'd only broken up. It was very, very fresh, like like a week or so old. And it scared them so much that they ended up getting back together and getting married. And we all know how that ended. So it's just the worst thing, the worst advice I've ever heard of.
1: Yeah, no, it's like that's just a bit yeah, no, not yeah. Anyway. Um, right, we'll finish with this. Polly says absolutely have fun and let the critics deal with their own shit. Have a fun day today. What a nice mantra. Yeah. Let's uh, go with that. Have more fun.
0: Okay. I've managed to tear off all my nails. It's been great. We will see you guys. Tomorrow. Tomorrow at
1: Is it tomorrow? Wait, hold on, might not be. Is, is it Thursday? Wait, I've got it in my diary.
0: No, it when is tomorrow 10.15. Tomorrow at 10.15 and I'll put it on the group as well. Okay. Love be bye. bye.